you know, the deal was closed and I don't know. There was just certain times where, um, you and I'd get off the phone and I'd be like, dude, I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, like I, uh, what the, <laughs> do, do, do you remember? Well, give me an example. I want to know. Oh God. Um, I don't, I, I don't know. It would, it must've had to do with, um, was it a feeling of like how I, how I sounded on the phone or something I actually said? I don't know. I mean, it was probably having to feel like I don't want to be getting screwed. Yeah. It's yeah, just yeah. like that kind of feeling. And it's just, and you know, look, we're just both, you know, we're, we have to, you're looking out for yourself and you know, it's kind of, I, I don't really remember. I'll, I'll email you if I can think okay, of something. Cool, I don't cool. remember the specifics. I mean, Mike might. I bet if I asked Mike, he'll know <laughs> those things. Like I, I was like, <laughs> dude, we're done. You know? <laughs> well, dude, I think. Look, you guys got a great deal. I mean, you really did. It's a great. I mean, the customers are amazing. The technology is great. So I'm excited to keep working with you here on the transition. So Top Tribe, that was Jim Reisner, the CEO of Vogue, or the co-CEO. You heard him mention Mike. Mike is the guy that Jim co-founded Vodigo with, and Mike runs one of the other offices. So here's where we are. After carefully analyzing all of the LOIs, which are the letters of intent, last week I announced that I decided to sign one of them. Well, the one I decided to sign was Jim's and Vodigo's. The offer was just barely one that I liked, but he told me that he would keep Heyo the same so I knew our customers would be totally taken care of. The website would stay, the great support would stay, the tool would stay, everything would stay. So who exactly is Vodigo? Well, here's Jim. Yeah, so Vodigo is a, a social marketing and promotions platform. We've been around for a little over nine years, um, kind of focused uh, primarily on enterprises and large brands and agencies um, that will you know license our platform, uh, whether it's uh, an enterprise self-service platform or um, use us for uh, you know custom development, professional services, things like that. So as you heard Jim say, between the LOI signing and the actual money being exchanged when the deal potentially closes, there's this big period of due diligence. And guys, this is like the graveyard. This is where deals fall apart. Yeah, due diligence. I mean, it's basically it's it's um, you know, looking under the hood at at the company uh, that you know, in this case, we're trying to acquire, and you know, kind of getting all the the numbers, all the financials, all the you know information about kind of you know technology stack you're using, and how does that um, you know align with with what we have, and and are the numbers. In, kind of accurate and looking at projections and, um, you know, things like that. It, you know, it's all, there's just a, a ton of, um, you know, ton of aspects that you need to look at, um, for, you know, the company that you're, uh, you know, about to take over, uh, you know, so, um, you know, there's just a lot, there's a lot there and, uh, good. So guys, there's no getting around it. Due diligence is a pain in the butt, but look, you have to keep leverage when you're doing these deals. And I had 100% confidence that if it fell through, we could very easily go back to one of the other companies who made an offer in one of their LOIs and start right up like nothing ever happened. So this leverage helped me make sure due diligence stayed on track. And that was really important because there were many, many times that this deal looked like it just might not pass the finish line. 
And we still don't know. There's still a lot to be done. We're in the middle of due diligence. And as we're going through all of these struggles, Excel sheets, expense reports, forecasts, performance, projections, ugh, Suzerman called. Now, how many of you know Sue? Who knows Sue? Sue was one of our first customers at Hale. One of our first customers. You guys remember what it was called before Hale? It was Leisure. Even before that was FanPage Factory. Well, Sue and her team, Morgan and Rachel, they were one of the first. And she called in and kind of analyzed the situation. Here's what Sue had to say from her Boston house on Cape Cod. Hey, Nathan, I have known you for seven years and I have enjoyed seeing you continually grow from the days of doing webinars in your dorm to a popular creative live instructor, a keynote speaker, a kick-ass podcaster, and CEO of a very successful company. And being a serial entrepreneur myself, I sense your itch to create a new chapter in your life so that you can continue to change the world and make a huge impact on more people's lives. And I am so excited for you to see you grow and become a huge, huge success. I want you to continue to climb to the top. Well, Sue is right. She's got that, you know, she has two kids of her own. She's or three or more. I forget how many she has, but she has a lot of kids. And she's got that motherly instinct, and she was right. Can you guys feel it? I've got an itch. I've got an itch. So at this point, I realize I have to hustle like hell to get this deal closed in a way that focuses on investor returns. You guys, the customers, and your experience, along with the plans for the team, like Chris and Christina and, and everybody else on the great team that we've built. So the thing was... In the pit of my heart, I could really feel myself loving the podcast. The fact of the matter is, I love being in front of people. You guys have seen it when I've keynoted all over the world. Crowds sell out. Everyone wants to watch. I do webinars, and that's how one of the ways we grew Hale. I love it being live. And the podcast is doing so well. Have you seen the reports? Guys, have you seen the rankings? The show is number one everywhere. Go look at Inc., Go look at business, go look at success, go look at Huffington Post. It's number one all over the place. Unbelievable. Everybody's talking about it. And what's interesting is, look, sponsors are wanting to pay me lots and lots of money to come on. And I tell them all, hell no. I say, go away. We don't need the money. So again, I love that I kind of have this podcast. I'm excited about it. And it helped grow Hale a lot. And it will continue to grow Hale if the deal falls through. But the big question looms. What would be next if the Hale deal closes? Well, Joe called in, and Joe wants me 100% focused on the podcast. Many people are telling me that I am the best, the best they've ever heard in terms of my ability to get to the point and get information that most interview guests will never reveal because most other podcasts are boring, long, and fluffy, right? Are we right? Okay, are we right? So here's what Joe had to say. Hey, brother. Uh, Joe Snyder here, and uh, just wanted to touch base with you. And um, I'm super, super stoked to see that you signed your LOI with uh, selling Heyo and, and getting that exit. Uh, that's such an awesome step. Um, and uh, 
Yeah, man, been following your podcast and and you on social media for for a little while now. And as somebody that's you know been in the business community and bought and sold companies, um, it's uh, it's really awesome to see uh, your drive and your motivation and um, to to follow you. Um, you've definitely you know uh, inspired me to uh, reach out for for new goals and ideas. And um, I'm I'm currently in the process of launching my first SaaS and. Um, you know, a lot of the tools and, and hacks and, and, and people that you've had on your podcast um, have really opened open doors and, and, and worlds to us. So um, keep doing what you do, man. Uh, awesome, awesome job and uh, super, super proud of you. So keep it up, brother. Good luck. And guys, it's not only Joe. So many people are telling me they're learning. They're learning for me. They want more. They want to hire me to consult. I'm saying no, no, no. Here's what another one of you had to say. Hey, Nathan, this is Autumn Beam with the Write Your Own Story podcast. I just wanted to let you know that we are officially launched in part because of you and a lot of the guidance that you were able to give us through the content that you've put out um, for aspiring podcasters. Honestly, if it weren't for people like you, my co-host Rochelle and I would not have been able to do what we've done. And I mean, it is a, a lot of hard work and it really helps to have people like you who are really passionate about it and able to give us some really great and useful direction. Honestly, there are a lot of resources out there and yours was probably uh, some of the most comprehensive and helpful. So we really, really appreciate it. We're officially launched on iTunes and we're just so excited to go forward and just to keep learning. And we hope that people like us. So thanks again for everything that you've done. So guys, I want to get back to the deal, but you'll keep listening and I'll come back to something very, very big in terms of what could be next. But first, I need to figure out what would happen to Heyo and customers once this deal closed and if it closed. Well, I decided to just ask Jim. One of my, you know, I've seen these horror stories of companies being acquired and then being shut down and the customers just being kicked to the back, like to the curb and left in the dark. How do you, if, if we go, if we move forward and close this thing, I mean, how do you, what happens to Heyo customers? So we see, uh, we see no change uh, happening to Heyo customers. We want to, you know, we kind of look at Heyo and what you guys have built as a, a well-oiled machine and, and we don't want to mess with that. Well, guys, I loved, loved hearing that from Jim and Vodigo. Look, he's a great guy and it's a very good company. I know we competed like hell with them forever. I know they're a great company, okay? So we were rapidly moving towards a close. You can sense that in our voices on the call recordings. But first, look, I want you guys to understand how challenging acquisitions really are. There's a reason less than 0.1%, probably less, probably way less than that, of 26-year-olds like me have done acquisitions. They're difficult as heck. So here's a call I had with Jim where we discussed potential red flags. We're, we're obviously moving forward now kind of with a transition and it's kind of fun to look kind of look back because hindsight's 2020. But our whole process was we you guys really wanted a kind of a silent period in your LOI, which made sense. I mean, we had a lot of people at the table and I think you guys, I mean, you did that, I assume, because you wanted to avo uh, avoid a bidding war, right? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. so in, in basically top drive, what that means is when we signed the LOI that Vodigo presented, it meant we had to basically stop communicating with all the other interested parties. And, and so, Jim, my question to you is during kind of that silence period when we were going into due diligence in LOI, were there any moments where you were like, okay, wow, this is a, this is a big red flag. I have no idea if this is actually going to happen. 
Uh, you know, frankly, I mean, I think there is a, a kind of a roller coaster ride. I think uh, there was, you know, we really wanted to do the deal. And, you know, then there would be, you know, uh, and I can't remember specifics, but something would come up and we'd be like, ooh, you know, that's a, a yellow flag. So guys, in moments of due diligence hell, I remembered the advice that the top listener DJ had just given me. DJ is extremely intelligent and hugely successful. I mean, we have the smartest people are listening to the show. They're shutting down everything else. They're turning other podcasts off their phone and they're listening to the top and they're loving it. DJ listens every day and he has sold many companies. He's very rich. He's very wealthy. He's very smart. Here's what he said. Hey, Nathan, DJ Stefan here. Uh, love the show. Keep on bringing it. I thought I could offer a unique perspective. I sold my first tech startup, NoteHall.com, at the age of 26. An offer for my second one at the age of 30, SkySoap.com, currently working that one. Um, with the first one, you know, I got together with my founding team. It was a very solid offer. It was life-changing money for all of the founding team. Uh, our instincts and guts told us to move forward with the sale and acquisition. Uh, we look back at that now, and I do think it was the right decision with uh, SkySoap. Most recently, we had acquisition offer about two years ago. Um, I got together with my, my business partner, and we both decided that you know we still had a lot more room to run on that. We were both excited about the opportunity. Even though it was a good offer, we passed on it. The company is now worth probably 7 to 10x what it was worth back then, so it was the right decision. My one piece of advice is uh, trust your gut. You know, I think as entrepreneurs, we have very strong instincts. And if that's telling you to sell or it's telling you that you have an opportunity in front of you and you continue to run, do whatever that tells you. I think you'll have any regrets if, uh, as long as you follow that and follow your instincts on something like that. Um, one thing I can give you a piece of advice is try to appreciate the moment. Very few people ever to go through what you're going through in the next due diligence period. It's stressful, but it's a once in a lifetime experience. So try to enjoy it. Um, if there's anything I can do to help, please feel free to reach out to my number is 916-708-0082. My email is dj at Sky skyslope.com wish you the best of luck and continue to keep bringing it on the podcast love listening to them every week every day talk to you soon all right guys here we go there's dj's feedback and look we had gathered the definitive documents due diligence was done and here i am refreshing my inbox it's from ken our company attorney in blacksburg it was clearly a DocuSign email, and the subject line was final signatures. I was holding it. It's like five years bundled up in a rubber band ball, really dense, made up of so many bands, so many rubber bands that signified all the big wins we had. And here I was holding it in my hand. Would I throw it over to Vodigo? Would I open the email and electronically sign this DocuSign? Signed, sent, and done. Folks, the deal is done. We have sold Heyo. We have sold Heyo. We have sold it. We've sold it. We have sold it, all right? And folks are very, very happy. But what next? What next? We have an amazing team. What, what's going to happen next? I got to tell you, it's going to be very big. We're going to talk about it in a second. But first, now that the deal is closed, what happens? So, so Jim, hey, look, Stoke the deal is closed. Now that the deal is closed, what does this mean? Like, what are the next steps? What happens now? 
So yeah, congrats to uh, to to you and. Well, I mean, you guys, you guys, you guys beat out like heavyweights, yeah, man. Yeah. We we it was. I mean, it was honestly, it was competitive. We had we had multiple LOIs from you know uh, one of them was a publicly traded company. Um, I thought look the reason I decided Vodago and the team decided Vodago was because you guys in terms of the actual product had the most direct alignment and I love that you weren't you were nothing should change for our customers. So I'm excited I'm excited to make this, this transition happen. It'll be exciting. Yeah, we are too and we want to, you know, just get the ball rolling and and kind of, you know, kind of quickly uh move through the transition phase and you know and and uh and kick everything off and and kind of see it kind of rolling along and we're just excited for for the the future and and mm-hmm. having uh and having Heyo, you know, part of Vodigo and and uh kind of fulfilling the the whole idea that we started with. Well, you'll grow it now to a hundred million dollar per year company. You'll take it public and then you'll take me out to a steak dinner, right? <laughs> That's the goal. That's the goal, <laughs> yeah. All right. And then Jim continued on guys to discuss the next steps. Heyo. And, you know, so we had to, you know, kind of, it was a lot of, you know, between, you know, Mike, the co-founder and myself, a lot of back and forth on, you know, whether, you know, that was a red flag or not. Can we, you know, is that, you know, is that okay? Can we, are we going to be able to, um, you know, kind of write the ship if, if, if this part goes away, you know, or is, you know, it was like, you know, honestly, is Nathan, you know, the secret sauce. And if we don't have him, are we going to be able to do it? Or, you know, are these other key employees, you know, do we need these folks and, and, and stuff like that. And, um, you know, and then we, you know, we, as the time went on, we wanted to look at, um, the financials and see how each month was going. And, and, um, you know, there's probably times in there where we got concerned, like, you know, Oh, you know, what happened here? And, you know, but in the end, everything, you know, as time went on, everything looked great. And, and, um, you know, ultimately there, there weren't any red flags. I mean, we had those kind of moments that, you know, kind of, um, we almost wanted to walk, you know, and, uh, you know, in the end, I think it, it all turned out uh, for the best. So I'm, I'm glad where we ended up, but yeah, it was some, definitely some kind of nerve wracking moments. Uh, it's never, they're ne- sure. it's never easy. It's yeah, never easy. It right. Easy, no. Well, well, dude, Jim, I appreciate you coming on the show and kind of breaking this down and, and kind of teaching us kind of how this, uh, how this broke down. But listen, make a lot of money, build it really big. And uh, next time I'm out in Boulder, man, I'd love to drop by the <laughs> office and, and check in and grab a coffee with you. Sounds great. Okay, Nathan. All well, right, thanks for having me Take care, Jim. All right. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, Top Tribe. That is it. Can you believe this? Can you believe this? This is proof. You get your mind in something, you build it. You hustle harder than anybody else. You ignore any haters and you ride momentum to winning. That is it. The deal is done, but there are so many questions left open now. I feel like I've taken, you know, I've taken our team and our body, I've sliced us wide open, I've taken away our baby, and now there's this huge gap. What would I do next? What would the team do next? Well, you know I wouldn't ask you that question if I didn't know a little something, something, right? Well, I do have something very exciting to share. It has to do with somebody that you all know very, very well. And an object, something that you use every day. It's a big deal. I'm going to tell you what it is live. Coming up on February 4th. The seats are almost full. There's very few left. Go grab your spot now. I will be live streaming your Google Hangout. The link for you to 
grab your seat at NathanLatka.com forward slash what's next. Again, NathanLatka.com forward slash what's next. With that, 